Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the ME7 podcast. We have a Gillingham victory to talk about, which is absolutely fantastic. All the doom and gloom of the past two or so weeks can be put to bed for this evening as Gillingham go to Swindon Town and win by one goal to nil. For a lot of people, that would be even more satisfying given the opposition. For some others, they might not particularly care who it's against as long as it's three points. A goal from Conor Mahoney proving to be the difference as what should be and is seeming to be Keith Millen's last game as interim manager ends in a 1-0 away victory. Lots of positive state tonight. Firstly, the result was a whole getting three points after what's been a really difficult couple of weeks is imperative to getting back to where you want to be and getting that away form addressed as well after a very long winless run on the road as of late to get that victory. Swindon's first home defeat all season as well, so there's another thing to chalk off the list in terms of that. So lots of good positives to talk about tonight. And um, yeah, Jules, in what is going to be a very, very important week for the club, you suspect have started it in, uh, in great stead by getting that victory on the road tonight. And a victory which I'd say was thoroughly deserved on the whole. We saw a lot of defensive intuition, a lot of back-to-the-wall defending that we saw in the first few weeks of the season. I thought Masterson was back to his best tonight. I thought Shadogi back in the team following suspension just did Shadogi things. One of them in the air, and I'm sure everybody watched it on iFighter, it would have been a heart and mouth seeing that little backwards header he did in the last uh, action of the game or so. But, you know, it's the composure of someone as talented as him that he can get away with it. And I thought he was fantastic. And, I think defensively as a whole, uh, we've got to give credit to um, Shad Alexander, despite the, um, the the error of the penalty. I think he got up up and down the pitch really well. I think he um, was up against a really good attacking uh, winger in shade and did very, very well for the most of it. And especially you know, when you look at Swindon's front three, Jake Young and uh, Dan Kemp, who I believe before tonight had around 21, 22 goals between them. Uh, Charlie Austin as well. It's, it's a front three that can inject a lot of fear into any sort of backline in this division, but I think we dealt with it relatively well. We created chances on the counter-attack as well, which is something we weren't doing particularly well in the last couple of games, being able to create clear-cut chances. We only had the one shot on target on Saturday, and that was the goal, but today we had a lot of good opportunities, none more so than obviously the penalty from Shea, which didn't go away, but thankfully we can look back on it now and laugh. Um, and yeah, overall, I think, I think we did enough to win the game today. I think obviously Swindon will be looking at it and saying they had a lot of possession, they had a lot of territory, but in reality, I don't think they, they did nearly enough to to get themselves back into the game. A lot of possession, but not many chances created. And I think that was how uh, credit to us in terms of how we managed them and how we made sure they weren't able to get those clear-cut chances other than a header from Jake Young in, I believe, literally the 91st minute, 92nd minute, something like that, which you know was the best opportunity of the game from their point of view. I just don't really feel as though they created enough to, to warrant getting back into the game. But from our point of view, I think we did what we needed to do. We defended really well and we took our chance when it when it came. Could have been more than more than one. Probably should have been. Obviously, the penalty is the main example. But obviously, you have the chance. To, uh, we called it Bond for and go in the first half. There's a pullback to uh, Sean Williams not long after he came on in the second half, which was pulled wide. So on another day, we could have been talking about a 2 or 3 nil victory. But no one will give two... Uh, gosh, stuff. Let, yeah, no one will care too much about... Um, how the how the result came about as long as we got it because as I say it was incredibly imperative so it's just me on my own for at least for this matter in time so let's just get down to it on my own uh, personal discussion apologies if you might find this a bit boring without any other um, secondary thoughts but I will do my uh, my utmost as always I'll go through um go through the two starting teams and see what Keith Bennett went for on uh, as I said what it should be his final game as an interim manager and there were some changes but firstly let's get to the Swindon team Murphy Mahoney in goal, who had a very good game for Swindon. A couple of really good stops in the in the game. 
Uh, Fraser Bay Tracy, uh, Goodwin and Minturn, who I believe was a young 18-year-old making his debut as a back three. Then Hutton and Shade as wing-backs, McEachern and Khan in the middle. Then the terrifying front three on paper of Daniel Kemp, Jake Young and Charlie Austin. As for Jules, Jake Turner uh, took his place in goals per usual. Chad Alexander returned from international duty and illness alongside Scott Malone on the uh, opposite flank of the defence. Chad Ogie back from his suspension alongside Conor Masterson. Ethan Coleman uh, at the base with Colin Mahoney, Dom Jeffries, and then Jaden Clark and Johnny Williams all behind Macaulay Bond. Um, a lineup which I know a lot of people would have looked at immediately and thought one up front, that's going to be an issue. I thought it, re- it worked really, really well. I thought <clears throat> we saw a lot of players um, in that first half, probably their the best half of football so far for Jules' campaign. Um, Johnny Williams in particular, I thought was uh, very, very good. I think he was easily his best 45 for the Jills. Um, I know he did, he played a bit in the second half, but the period he was on for the second half was when we, we had backs to the wall and weren't really able to progress much in there. Into Swinton's half, I thought Johnny was really good. Um, I thought the formation really set us up really well, to be honest. We packed out that midfield. We always had um, numbers in the box, and we were happy for Swinton to have it in wide areas because if they put the cross into the box, we had a multiple amount of men in there in our own area to get the ball clear and that was what they were they were used to doing really Swindon just trying to get the ball out wide but every time they went to put the cross in we had such a vast amount of numbers in the box to get rid of it and it worked really well to our advantage and was part of the reason we were able to work so well on the counter-attack because those numbers in midfield once the ball was cleared from a Swindon attack we were able to pounce onto it get away on the breakaway and, and make things happen I think that worked particularly well for us in uh, in the first half. Obviously, as you'd expect in the second half, it became a bit more difficult with Swindon having a lot more of uh, the territory, a lot more intensity, trying to get back into the game. But again, it still showed that we were able to get on um, able to get on the counter-attack and, and make things happen. And I thought we did really, really well tonight. And it's just um, very good to see. Obviously, Saturday was incredibly frustrating. We were you know, surrendering possession to, to Notts County as if it was a training session. We did have a lot of possession tonight, but I think we, when we had the ball, we controlled it a lot, lot better than we did on Saturday and we were able to actually create chances and, and make the most of the possession we did have. Whereas Saturday, I thought we didn't have much possession at all and, and just didn't really have uh, any of uh, any of the chances. But the tale of the tape is as follows, really. Game kicked off as you'd expect, or you'd hope anyway. Um, Swindon, probably for the first five or so minutes. I think we had we had the best of it for probably about the first minute or so if that counts. We had a couple of uh, opportunities where we had opportunities to get the long throw in from the right hand side but didn't really manage to create much of it. Um but yeah Swindon uh Swindon tried to get a little bit of the territory in the early doors early first five, ten minutes and that was when we started to see the first examples of how we can count on the from uh set pieces that they had. They had a corner kick which was Cleared and then Bomb was able to try and get onto it on the counter attack. Couldn't quite make the most of it, but again, it showed the it showed the intent that we had that we were going to play that way to soak up pressure and then counter attack, spring off it, and do what we can to, to great opportunities. And when I was talking earlier about Johnny Williams, I think one of the best examples of his performance today was being able to do both sides of the game, being able to be that outlet when we're trying to counter attack and get the ball away to get some good opportunities. But also, in you know, best example, the first ten minutes or so. What, it was about when Dan Kemp um, had the ball on the edge of the box. It was about to pull the, tri- pull the trigger for the shot and Jordan Williams sort of came out of nowhere. Great sliding challenge. And it was someone that, you know, you don't really expect to be making that sort of challenge, but he stuck to his um, stuck to his aim very, very well. Got in, but got into the space he needed to prevent Dan Kemp from having that shot on target. And, you know, the record he's got so far this season, it could have very well been a, been a massive issue for us. But then, again, 
surrendered all the territory, but no clear-cut chances. The first of those fall into Jules. Um, Ogi again, we know his distribution can be a bit hit and miss sometimes, but it was a great ball from him out to the left. It found Conor Mahoney. It was a weird one to watch this because he sort of came forward towards the edge of the box in sort of slow motion. There was three, two or three Swindon players in close proximity. They all sort of stepped off him. None of them seemed to really want to commit to going towards him and making a challenge in case they left space uh, free for someone else to run into. So they all sort of just stepped off of him, Conor Mahoney, and he used that great left foot he has to have a strike um, 18 yards out. It was a good save from Mahoney. Yeah, funnily enough, they have a goalkeeper also called Mahoney, which was a bit confusing in the first half. Um, yeah, it's a strike that has sort of a lot of power, but very good angle for, for the goalkeeper, sort of towards the middle of the goal. It was a good save in terms of getting his hand to push it over the bar because of all the power in the shot. But in terms of direction, it wasn't the best um, for Mahoney. But again, it was great to see us getting into those areas and be able to, to force the issue a little bit. And that was something we didn't see a lot in the last two games specifically. Um, and then from the corner, Mahoney almost scored himself, didn't he? Uh, Outspring with his left foot. Looked at first glance, it was just a really poor corner, one of which we did see later on in the half, that it was going to just fly all the way out uh, over the bar for a goal kick, but it dipped very, very quickly. It looked like it was just about to sneak in at the far post, but uh, the Mahoney counterpart in the swing the goal was able to get his hand to it and dip it over the uh, over the crossbar, and it was the beginning of a, what was a really, really good spell uh, for Jules as we approached 20-minute mark. Um, you know, it's um, Ogi again was uh, causing himself to be a great distributor from the back, getting those balls out to Mahoney and Clark on occasions to get us forward. And I thought that we just looked a very, very good threat. And when we were able to actually get the ball in the Swindon half and in the Swindon final third, and in terms of not counter-attacking, but having just a good spread of position, we, it showed that we were able to create chances and put them on the on the back burner, um, which is really good to see because on, obviously a Saturday in the Warsaw game, we looked very disjointed in the final third. It looked like we had a lot of cohesion, but today it all sort of seemed to click for the most part. Not so much in the second half because obviously we were pegged back for a vast majority of it but this first half we were able to have our territory we were able to have our spell we looked really composed and looked like we had options everywhere we looked and we were able to create chances so you know maybe that's I saw a tweet earlier from um, from Shannon who said they're back in the country to support the boys and to make a decision with a crystal emoji maybe that is a decision that's already been made maybe it's a decision the players already know about and it's a case of playing for the new manager, get the attention straight away. We don't know. And um, but if that was the case, I think it certainly would have done a lot of them a lot of favours today because there were as a lot of good performances today. And that um, good spell from Jules was rewarded on 22 minutes. As I mentioned before, Conor Mahoney, probably the standout player for us in that first period alongside Johnny Williams, in my opinion. Um, it was a, a run from him from the opposite side to where he had that earlier strike. Um, uh, had the ball on the right-hand side, cut inside, as we know he likes to do. We saw the goal against Morecambe. wasn't quite to that calibre, but um, you'd, go, you'd be going some way to reach that level. Um, his marker sort of um, goes down, and, and Mahoney, in, in a way, sort of jilts past him. But I think, actually, the shot itself uh, looks like it's going to be going down the keeper's throat by the first replay that I saw. It didn't look like it was specifically going towards the corner. It looked like it was more hit. Not... Not as true a hit as, as Connor would, would use to. There's a lot more power and accuracy in the first shot he had that I mentioned earlier. But this one seemed to be probably what would have been a quite a comfortable save for the goalkeeper. It seems to take a little nick off the defender, which diverts it just enough to take it just to the uh, the left-hand side of the goalkeeper. And while, while it's still not too far away from him when the shot actually goes past the line, it, it's as a goalkeeper, I suppose, the slight defection can make all the difference. It can wrong foot where he's looking to go, and it did just enough in it went past the goalkeeper, Conor Mahoney striking outside the box, deflected and in, and it was a, a very big reward for um, for what we had done so far in that first half. I don't think many people could particularly argue that 
we had the we had the best of the uh, the chances in that first twenty five minute period and, and deserved the lead. And Conor Mahoney, who has blown hot and cold in the last couple of games, we've not seen the best out of him. But today was another example of what a great player we do have on our hands. And when he is uh, fit and firing, he can be a, a massive as- asset to us. So um, yeah, great from him. Oh, apologies. Um, yeah, great from Connor to give us a give us a lead, and from now on in, really, it was um, back to what we were back to what we were used to before the goal. Really, um, over that little period, I just talked about where we got the goal. It was Swindon having a lot of territory and Jules having to rely on the on the counter attack. Um, Jake Young uh, for Swindon had a shot which was um, come off the back of a cross on the right hand side. It was saved low by Turner. Then um, again, Shad, as you'd expect, the brick hall that he is made a block and was able to get himself back up again, as he always does. And this was probably the closest that Swindon came on about 30, 30 32 minutes. Um, it was a corner from Dan Kemp, swung into the near post. Charlie Austin, predatory strike, as we know, scored a header against us last year in that 3 free, free draw. Got his head to it. Looked like it was just sneaking in at the far post. Turner was absolutely rooted. He was begging for um, someone to come across and just tap it in, I think, from a Swindon point of view. But they weren't able to get across and get that touch to put it in. And thankfully for Jules, it, it ran just wide. And... From our point of view, really, it was um, just a case of we switched off for just a couple of seconds and sometimes it could prove to be pivotal, but thankfully for us, we, we got away with it on this current um, this current example. Um, but again, someone like Charlie Austin, you can't leave him unmarked, no matter the angle, and thankfully for us, it just whisked past the, the near post. And then the way football is, one chance for Swindon, one massive chance for Jules just a couple of minutes later. Um, Again, on the counter-attack, um, a ball through looking for Bond. I think this one, Jeffries. The ball himself wasn't particularly good, but it was completely misjudged by the Swindon defender. Sort of went under him, and then Bond found himself through on goal. The ball didn't have too much pace in him to begin with to you know, really sprint off it, if you like, and get that momentum off the moving ball. He had to sort of take it into his own stride, and it doesn't have really doesn't have particularly long to think about what he's going to do at first. I thought he was going to try and take it to the left side, pass the goalkeeper, and then try and fire it into an empty net. But... He goes to sort of loft it over the goalkeeper, which you can understand in that scenario. But I think sometimes, um, you know, it's easy to say the goalkeeper, uh, the striker has to score, he has to score. But I think on some occasions, and this would be one of them, um, I think you can say it is a very good save by the goalkeeper and, and McCauley Bond. You know, I don't, I don't really think he can do too much in that situation, to be honest. I think he, he does all he can, gets into a position. And nine times out of ten against most goalkeepers, that little lofted effort is probably enough to see it go into the back of net for 2 0. But on this occasion, it wasn't, and I think you've got to say it's a good save from the goalkeeper. This isn't this isn't a more, uh, Macaulay Bond chance like the one at Crew or uh, the ones at um, uh, who do we have for that like Doncaster, where you look at his chances, you think he has to score. I think this is just a, a good opportunity, but a very good save uh, from the goalkeeper, and that really took us into the break. Um, Jules have deserved a one-nil lead. Um, by the way, whilst I'm going through this, um, if anyone wants to get their comments in and let us know what you thought about. Um, uh, the performance, man of the match, that sort of thing, and then I'll read them out as well. Um, but yeah, half-time deserved one deal victory for, for us, I think. So there was a moment on 48 minutes, um, the start of the second half, where annoyingly on, on the iFollow um, footage, they didn't actually show, show a replay of this. I've only really got to go on what I saw at the right time, and that was when it happened. And it was when Dan Kemp went down following a little bit of contact from Coleman. At first, yeah, my first glance at, at, in the real time recording is I thought maybe there was a little push in the back by Coleman to Kemp but then I've seen sort of one replay of it very briefly I from Chris Phipps who I think put it on Twitter and it looked like it was 
a slight nudge by Coleman, but really it looked like Kemp just went down a bit too early and I think he's trying to play for it. And I think, you know, on a rare occasion here, I think the referee made a really good decision in our favour. And, you know, it's not too often we get them, you know, the Mansfield debacle, etc. But I think it would have been a harsh one to give. And, you know, I don't want to say we got away with it per se, but I think it was probably the right decision. And uh, I mentioned Mahoney, the goalkeeper from... Uh, from Swindon, not our goal scorer. Again, made a very, very good save. This one, um, I was very, very surprised he got to it at first at first watch. It was a ball from uh, Mahoney from the corner, head of the way at the near post. Comes out to Alexander. You see him running it up and you even think he's either going straight in the top corner or it's going to go over the uh, advertising boards and onto that uh, never-ending... Um, uh, never-ending um, road in Swindon. Uh, the big... Um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, the big roundabout that never ends can't remember if I've seen it myself, probably have. But um, yeah, it was one of them where Alexander really can't really catch it any better than he does. I don't think he can do anymore. He hits it brilliantly. It's a great connection and it looks like it's heading into the top corner. I think it's edged just a bit more central than that. It wasn't quite going straight into the top corner and Mahoney was able to get a strong hand to it to tip it over. I thought it was a very good save, to be honest. Um, at first, I thought it was probably better save than it actually was, but regardless, I think it's a great save. And I think Alexander can't really do much more than it than he did, and there was a good chance to get us two up, I suppose, in the consequence that it wasn't uh, wasn't too far away. But regardless, a good um, a good save from the goalkeeper to prevent us going turning up, and um, you know, look from there, it's an opportunity that you know we we had to to get back into the game, but we'll not get back into the game, but seize the game if you like and get. That second goal, because at this sort of period in the game, we were very much on top again. We had a spell in the first half where we got a goal. We were having a spell in the second half where, again, we were looking to to double the lead. And, um, you know, we had sort of half chances, um, great chance, well, great passing play um, from Alexander, played in Jeffries. And it was a very, very easy pass to play into the penalty box. And from Swindon's point of view, it was very poor. It was a massive gap between their two centre-halves. And Jeffries found himself on his own. At first, I thought he should have pulled it across... Um, not to bomb, but to the far corner of the goal rather than the near post. I know there's a defender just in front of him, but if he could have potentially just sneaked it through his legs, it would have been very difficult for the goalkeeper to get across. But he went near post and it was uh, turned behind by the goalkeeper. I don't think there was any real danger of, uh, of going past him, but an easy chance to create and unfortunately wasn't able to be finished on that occasion. And for the little period of the game, that was our last real chance for um, for us to, in attacking sense to get that second goal. Swindon turned up... Um, Turned up the volume of their attacking chances. Jake Young, as I said, very dangerous playing that front three. Found space in the box. Um, got the cross in from the left-hand side. It was a free header that went just behind uh, Sherlock Oji, leaving it to Young. I don't know if Ogie being just in front of him maybe was a bit of a put-off for the Bradford knee, but his header in the end, considering it was a free one as well, was very poor, went very far wide, and it was a very good chance. So, you know, if you're Swindon Town, you think you need rather that chance for the Charlie Austin, it might be a different story, but it fell to Jake Young, not the best header, and it went wide, and the, the minutes to, began to tick by uh, very, very early on, only uh, an hour into the game at this point, and it took a fantastic save from uh, Jake Turner to keep the score at 1 0. Uh, Hutton, who was a threat on the right hand side, constantly delivering crosses into the box, played a 1 2, found the ball back to him, and it was a powerful left footed effort. Jake looked like he was um, beaten, but he got across full stretch and managed to make the stop. Um, Jake's obviously a very good shot stopper, as we know. There's um, yeah, not many games this season where I've looked at Jake and thought like he's made a massive error. We've been um you know, across the goal because of him. Essentially he's been very reliable this year and it's another great save to keep us in the lead. And um yeah, more pressure from Swindon just after that, but without real really being able to 
create anything clear cut, and that was the way we liked it. We didn't mind surrendering possession and being stuck in iron half as long as the opposition were limited to strikes from range or just lofted balls forward without any real intent, and that was fine because that was all we were getting at that moment in time. Um, I think two minutes, George uh, George Lapsley came onto a place, Jordan Williams, he got quite a few boots from the uh, Swindon fans when he was going off, um, which I don't really get because I thought he was probably one of their better players for the past few years, but life of a football fan, I suppose, and uh, he did very well throughout the game. I said probably his best um, 60, uh, best hour for the club, I think, so far. The Atkinson game, he also did well, but I thought he was very impressive in this game as well, Johnny Williams, and deserved to get a lot of plaudits um, after coming off in this game. Um, Swindon uh, made their own sub, Hepburn Murphy, coming on for Charlie Austin on uh, 70 minutes as uh, Jill's Look to get the game wrapped up and you know soak up the pressure and get back to Kemp with three points and the golden opportunity to do that came on seventy three minutes. So a lot of credit to this goes to McCauley Bond. A lot of people um make the point and might so it in some justice that he doesn't score all the chances he should. If he if he did score all the chances he got, he probably wouldn't be in League Two. But you know, we have been frustrated with McCauley and his finishing at some times, but I think some people look at that and they overlook his actual attributes as a as a striker and why he probably is well, it certainly is, in my opinion, our most productive centre-forward. Um, it's great centre-forward. Play the ball, played into him on the uh, takes it down on his chest. Most strikers will probably take it down, look to swivel, turn, hit one and take it for himself. But he sees the on-rushing George Lapsley. He manages to chest it down for George, who's then advancing, um, looking to get a shot away. Takes a, uh, takes a touchdown, George, and he's taken out for the penalty. And, yeah, it's great centre-forward play from Macaulay Bond to, to be composed, see George come in there, make sure the chest off is perfect, not over hit or anything like that and George will take it in stride and as I say win the penalty and from there um, it was Charlie's Andrew stepped up which doesn't, I, I, for me I've seen some people say that it should have been Bond because he's a striker it should have been an attacking player which I'd usually get but I think Shay hasn't missed a penalty for us that I'm aware of I know he scored one against Leighton Orient he scored one against uh, Salford uh, Leighton Orient again in the uh, Pizza Cup this year I don't know if there's another one he scored in that time, please let me know if, if he has and I've forgotten one but you know, he hasn't missed one when he's taken one. So from that point of view, I didn't see any issues of him stepping up to take it. And obviously it's, um, you know, it's something we can laugh about now, isn't it? Because obviously we ended up winning the game. But um, yeah, it, was, it was a terrible, terrible penalty from Shea. Yeah. So it looks like he was waiting for the keeper to move. But then obviously the keeper stayed right down the middle, didn't make any advance either side. And maybe that's put him off a little bit. But yeah, regardless, it's, it's, it's a really poor strike. And it's a couple of inches wide of the post. It's... um. Yeah, when you take a penalty, if the keeper saves it, sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and say fair enough, but there's not really any um any any forgiveness available when you miss the when you miss the target. But um yeah, Shay scored his free before that, but not on this occasion. Will he be taking off penalties now? Who knows? Not that we get many anyway, but um yeah. Thankfully it was one where we can look back on and uh not be too uh not be too bothered about it given the uh, the overall result. Um Max Aimer then came on for Jaden Clark, um and just a few minutes later after that, Sean Williams and Tom Nichols came on for Conor Mahoney and Macaulay Bond, which was something of a worry to me because we saw these sort of changes in the game against MK Dons when we were holding on from a position of relative comfort and um, we lost all our outlets going forward, really. There was um, no Mahoney, no Clark, so both wingers were taken off. Uh, Bond is a lot more physical, uh, a striker than Nichols, and able to hold the ball up a lot better. So in that sense, I was a bit concerned that we were taking off all the assets to get the ball forward and to keep it up there. But... Um, you know, frankly, on this occasion, we we didn't really need to do too much, really, in order to see the game out. As I said, there was only one big chance, which we'll come on to later on uh, for Swindon. Um, but the next big chance in the game came to Jules again. So when you look at the outline of the game, 
Jules, not with too much possession, but uh, again, were able to create opportunities um, and probably the best opportunities in the game. We look at clear cut chances throughout, swinging a lot of the ball, a lot of half chances, but. You know, this being another one, uh, Jeff Rose the ball on the left-hand side of the box. Um, fans Coleman, little turn inside the box. Sean Williams is rushing onto it. But Sean, unfortunately, can't get his uh, shot on target. Got too much on it. It looked like he then back a little bit and it flew over the bar. You know, maybe that's a, that's a George Lapsley who was on the pitch at the time in that situation. It's a much better player to have in that position from midfield point of view to run rush and uh, slip it away. But unfortunately, for Sean, it wasn't, uh, that wasn't the case. And, um, you know, the chance had obviously gone. Um First, um, first moment that uh, that uh, Swindon had in quite a while uh, with uh, Dan Kemp looking like he was going to swivel his way uh, into the box as he did, and then get the shot away as he did, and Turner again close uh, close range save. Um, I think Kemp probably looking at it thinking he should have done a lot better with it. Um, he sort of I think showed a bit much of it too, Turner in the end, especially when you look at the frame of Turner. It's all he is. It's not exactly particularly helpful as a, as a forward to give someone of it, of his stature. Uh, the majority of uh, the area in terms of where he's trying to shoot in that sort of position and Turner made himself big and got the save away and um, yeah look, let's be honest um, from there on in we went into five minutes of injury time and there was only really one moment in that um, in that moment um, in that period sorry I should say for Swindon to get themselves back into it and that was uh, a ball in from the right hand side Jake yeah, kicked it didn't get the required connection he just Thing look like his um his clinical self that we've seen for the past you know however uh, three or so months of this season not scored in seven games now including this one and uh, it was a free header for him we saw one earlier and but this was a, a much much easier chance it was a ball from the right hand side Jake Jake Young was at the edge at, at uh, the corner uh, of the goal and really it's it's completely unmarked you, you'd expect him to get ahead on goal and to put it into the back of the net but he gets it completely wrong puts it over the bar and it was the massive opportunity one that you look at and you think well he's had a big chance but he hasn't taken it and you start to think is this going to be your day and that's as it turned out Gillingham from that point on one best uh, one big opportunity as I said from Jake Young but when you miss those opportunities as your position you start to think it's going to be your day and that's how it turned out Jules um, uh, did very very well uh, throughout the majority of the game deserved to get the victory as they did and it was a sense of Swindon, not the ball, but not a lot of um, intuition, I suppose, if you like, and ability to to see the game through and um, get that goal that they maybe look back and they think they deserved. I don't particularly think they deserved it. I think we did very, very well, and I think we defended, and our um, resiliency at the back was enough to get us over the line. I think when you look at it that way, we probably did all we could to, to, to get the victory and you know that's what we end up with and as I said earlier with clear cut chances if you look into the, the amount that Swindon had in compared to the amount we had and in terms of clear cut chances and best opportunities I think they fell to us you know the Bond one the penalty of course Sean Williams at the end you know for Swindon we talk about a header from Jake Young from sort of just inside the box didn't get connection on it and obviously the header at the end which was a massive opportunity but and the one from Kemp I suppose but I think we had the better chances in the game and obviously the clear cut chance as well so I think you know, as much as possession as Swindon had, I think we, we did more to, to win the game. I think we deserve to win the game, but it's a very welcome victory. Um, yeah, I'll go through uh, your comments now. Um, apologies for everyone having to listen to me just uh, dawdled on myself for the last half an hour. Um, it's basically like going um, a cappella, really, isn't it, about the music of uh, the guest speakers in the background. But hopefully it's been okay to listen to. Um, Tony Woodrow says, best football we've played all season. This is the start of the new direction. 
i.e. moving up the forwards the pitch with pace and intent. Absolutely. Um, Mark, in- Mark Gingle says that see this as a new start. We need to look forward and support the new manager, whoever it will be. Forget what's happened in the past and let's move forward as one. Uh, Julian says, fantastic defensive play tonight and I thought Bond worked tirelessly up top on his own. Uh, Jordan Williams, by far his best game for the Jills this season. Turn a man of the match for me and despite his display and their possession stats, we could have had three or four. The penalty miss, oh dear, with Fabian. Well, that's the point, Richard, isn't it? For the possession Swindon had, we could would have had three or four. The chances I mentioned there, the chances that you're obviously alluding to is people might look at it as a as a 1-0 win, you know, smash and grab maybe, but I don't think it was. I think it was a controlled performance where if we're taking the chances we had, we would have won it more comfortable. But, you know, we take the win no matter what. Um, which then says it takes Braden Shannon at the game for us to turn to winning ways. Well, maybe it's just a case of a, uh, a lucky, um, uh, a lucky, I don't even know. It's hard doing this on your own sometimes. But lucky that they were there to get us over the line, let's put it that way. Um, yeah, we're going to do some... Uh, some player ratings just before we, uh, well, just before I disappear tonight. Um, we are going to be doing a emergency podcast whenever the new manager is announced. So I'm hoping, considering the time we're doing this tonight, that it isn't at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Um, but you never know. Um, but yeah, uh, let me know um, while I'm going through players here, everyone listening. Um, I'm going to say a player. I'm going to wait a minute or so and see what the replies are in terms of numbers, and, and let me know what what you think the rating is. I'm going to do it as. Each one person is going to decide each overall rating for each player. So I'm going to say a player, whoever replies to it first with their rating is going to is going to get the rating pick for that player. Make it a bit of fun. So first player we're going to go with is Jake Turner. Um, whoever gets in with their rating for Jake first, we'll take the uh, we'll take the rating for Jake and we'll put it down as um, their particular decision. Um, not sure what I'd give Jake today. To be honest, I think he did very very well. Um, made saves when he had to and. Um, well, there you go. Mark Gingles in straight away with a ten for for Jake Turner. He'll he'll, he'll certainly be uh, be happy with that one. Um, yeah, so good for him to to get that number ten. Um, we do actually uh, have a have a have a request here. I've only just noticed. So apologies uh, to Ben Turner. If he's going to connect us. Well, we're waiting for that to connect, I believe. It's not quite in yet. But, um, yeah, Drake Turner has been given a 10 by Mark Ingle, so he's taking the authority on uh, on that one. Um, next up, we'll go with uh, Che Alexander. Che Alexander, who's going to take the rating for Che? Um, again, very solid display from him, despite the obvious. Um, but, you know, these things happen, and um, we'll have to see um, next time if he does take the penalty, if we are indeed awarded one. And... Uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be a won't be a, a repeat of a, of what we saw today because that was a not particularly ideal from uh, from Trey. But regardless of that, I thought he did uh, he did very very well. So I'm sure the rating uh, the Trey gets will still be um, particularly um, uh, good to him. And Tony Woodrow has come in with a seven for Trey Alexander. Um, I think that's fair. Obviously, if he scores a penalty, you're probably knocking him up to an eight. But um, Fortunately, it wasn't the case. Um, yeah, but Trey, on his uh, first game back after international duty and illness, did very, very well. Um, yeah, next up, we'll go for someone who's had probably the best game in recent weeks, uh, in my opinion. That's Connor Masterson. Back alongside uh, Shadogi for this one. So, 
yeah, thoughts on um, Conor Marston's performance today. Um, I'm just going to go through the rest of these ratings because my internet is cutting off and I don't want to be cut off anytime soon. So I'm just going to make sure I can get through this now and uh, the space doesn't uh, destruct itself. Um, Marston's been given a 7.5 by Richard and an 8 by uh, Tony Rudrow. Um, Shadogi, uh, next one up. Um, I'm going to give Marston a 7 as well, personally. Um Shadogi, again, typical Shadogi performance. Uh, we missed him very much on Saturday. He came back in today. Um, obviously, it was part of the team that conceded for Warsaw, but we know what a consistent Shadogi performance looks like. And we saw it again today. Um, great performance from him. Brick at the, brick at the back and uh, does everything that you'd expect him to. That header at the back of the, uh, the, back of the game. Uh, the compare back to Turner was, was incredible. Um, very scary, but incredible. And Julian has given Shad an eight. I would go with that as well. Uh, captain for the night, Scott Malone, uh, off the back of his goal on um, off his goal on Saturday. Obviously, he would have loved to it for it to be a bit of goal that got us uh, three points or a draw, but unfortunately, wasn't to be. But it was part of a back four that got us um, got us three points in the clean sheet today. For so for Scott Malone, I think I don't think it was Scott's best game. I don't think he had a bad game. You got to remember when I say it's not his best game it doesn't mean to say that he hasn't played well because the standard of Scott Malone is very very high, of course. And uh, I think he had a he had a a calm game today, a controlled game, and just a good solid game from Scott, which is still, which still for a good game for Scott Malone still makes him one of the best players um, on the pitch. But um, yeah, for Scott, I'm going to go for a seven point five. I think for him, Ethan Coleman, um, uh, again, I think a very solid performance for me. From we know what he's about, um, very strong in the midfield, very combative. Um, yeah, I think for, I think for Ethan, I'm going to be looking at a seven point five for him and. Um, yeah, a, a very good structured performance. So we're going to go with Dom Jeffries next. Um, Dom, Dom, I think a solid seven. Uh, there were some uh, positions he got himself into in the final third where I thought his final ball wasn't quite as... Uh, he didn't maybe make the right choice or the ball he played wasn't quite as good as it could have been. And uh, I think that sort of proved to be a bit of an issue at certain points in the game. But you know, regardless of that, I thought he did very, very well. And you know, a fit Dom Jeffries is obviously a massive um, plus to this uh, already good squad. Um Next, I'm going to go with Johnny Williams. I'm giving him an eight. I know he only played an hour, but I thought he did very, very well. I thought it was his best game for us so far. Maybe it was because it was against Swindon and gave him an extra chip on his shoulder when he had the booze, perhaps. But I thought he, I thought he played very, very well today. Um, Johnny, great defensive work as well and great uh, person to link up on the counter-attack as well. So hopefully more of that kind of performance from Johnny Williams. And we'll be laughing because he is a great player to have at his level and he's starting to show it consistently now. Um Jaden Clark, uh, I'd probably give a six and a half. I don't think he had a bad game, but I, uh, I don't. I think again, sort of similar to um, to Jeffries in some some senses. Like when he got into good positions, he maybe didn't make the most of it. The final ball wasn't quite there, but again, Jaden improving all the time. Um, a great asset to the squad and looking like a a great signing from from January. Someone we didn't expect, but has certainly made a good impact. And he, he excites you with times on the ball as Jaden. So I think there's a lot to be optimistic about with him. And yeah, I'm sure we'll see. We'll see more from him as a, as the season goes on. But um, yeah, a solid performance, 6.5. Uh, Conor Mahoney, the goal scorer, I think, again, an eight. Um, I thought he was a massive threat in the first half. Was part of everything good that we did. Obviously got the goal, had good chances before. His delivery nearly scored from a corner. Um, obviously um, made good opportunities in the counter-attack for other players. Had that shot just before the goal as well. So I thought, you know, he's, he's just a massive threat. Um, and we saw... A couple of performances in the past two weeks for Connor, which haven't really been the level we expect. But I think today he's shown that we do have a great player at the level. And, and when he's on it, he's, he's a great threat to us. He's going to be a great player for us. And um, 
yeah, I think Connor deservedly gets an eight. Um, McCauley Bonner go for seven point five. Um, again, led the line very well. Was very imperative in winning the penalty. Um, great uh, hold up play. He can link covers up very well. The only shame is he, he unfortunately wasn't able to finish the chance he did have in the first half. But I think again he's proving how, how vital he is to us going forward and. You know, I think he's someone who's going to throughout the season be a very, very important player for us. And I think I'm going to give him a seven point five, um, which is by no means a bad rating. Uh, Tony Woodrow has come in with an eight point five for Bond. I wouldn't disagree, but I think maybe we'll meet in the middle. We'll give him an eight. We'll give him an eight. How about that? But uh, yeah, I thought he did very well. Um, subs: uh, George Lapsley, uh, solid six. Won the penalty. Uh, was good for having him for the press when we were. Uh, sticking in trying to defend, uh, obviously only got half an hour, so you got to take into account the amount they played. Um, Aimer again, well, I think I think Aimer, Williams, and Nichols can all get sixes. Really, they only played fifteen or so minutes between us. There's not really, you know, and we and we kept our lead and got a clean sheet and the win. So I don't think you can really read too much into it. Probably give them, probably give them more uh, not not applicable actually really because Laps is the only one who played about half an hour worth of, uh, which is probably enough to give them a rating. Whereas fifteen minutes or so, probably not really. Um, but yeah, my man of the match in general, I think I would give to uh, to Shadogi again, just because when you're defending leads, you need somebody who's reliable to consistently be the one heading the ball out every single time. And I think Shad just does that week in, week out. And I, I think I think he was brilliant again today. But then the, the great thing about his performance is you can say, I can say Shadogi is man of the match and people can reply to it saying, actually, I think it was Mahoney and actually, I think it was Williams or I think it was Bond and all different arguments and debates would all be incredibly valid because a lot of our players are very, very good tonight. So that's always a good good, good positive to talk about. Um, yeah, Matty Hornsome says, poor sword needs someone up there with him. Bond was impressive once again on his own. Yep. Um, yeah, he was on his own today, Bond. A lot of hard graft. Um, but yeah, as I said, he's, he's probably the only player we do have who can play on his own up front. Um, but yeah, we'd like to see... Um, Someone play at front with Bond, maybe under the new management. We'll see uh, what sort of a uh, routine he wants to put the players into in terms of styles and formations, etc. But um, yeah, we'll get to that when we come to it. Um, thank you, everyone, for sticking with me tonight. Uh, just me flying solo, talking you through the match um, for the past uh, 45 minutes or so. But um, yeah, the main thing is Gillingham leave the county ground with uh, three points and uh, we are back on course, which is great. Um, again, we'll be back uh, Thursday night. Um, to preview the home game against Newport County. Great opportunity for the new manager, whoever it may be, if there is one, hopefully, to get off to a winning start. They lost again today, albeit against Notts County, so a good opportunity for us to get back to about wins and start um, start looking upwards again. We are back in the playoffs now on seven points, three points off the top three. So, you know, after a couple of disappointing results, it shows that how important one win can be to getting you back uh, back in the groove, if you like, and hopefully that will, that will continue and we'll... Um, yeah, we'll keep on pushing to get, narrow that gap to the top three and keep us as win the playoffs. But um, yeah, Conor Mahoney uh, knocks, uh, uh, knocks Swindon off their perch tonight. Great goal to give us a wonderful victory to um, epitomise what was a very strong training performance today under the, probably for the last time, the tutelage of Keith Midham. But um, yeah, thanks all for joining me. Until next time, up the Jules. Good night. <laughs>